Hey, thanks for joining us today on Uptime Logistics. I'm Doug Draper, your host with the Denver Transportation Club. We're excited to welcome our guest today, Brian Orwig from John Deere. Uh, he's specifically with the uh, Connective Support Group, and that's really focused around our conversation today, is really AI and artificial intelligence really impacting the farming community. I know there's some cool things going on out there and, and maybe counterintuitive to what you would picture and think of a traditional farm uh, moving forward. But Brian's a pro. His division is uh, completely focused on this uh, forward trajectory. And so we're super excited to have you on our show. Thanks for joining us, Brian. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me today, Doug. Uh, yeah. Good day to everybody and just happy to join you. I'm here in our beautiful 1300 acre campus in Moline, Illinois. Beautiful day. Nice. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So we like to learn a little bit about our guests uh, before we jump into it. So, you know, we don't have to go back to how you play peewee football or anything, but maybe a little bit about uh, your background and kind of how you got in the position you are today. Yeah, of course. Yep. Um, so I grew up in central Illinois in a rural farming community and got different parts of my family that have been involved in agriculture. So I've been around ag and farming pretty much my whole life. Went to college to be an ag tech uh, student. So learned to work on John Deere tractors, combines, all that good stuff. Um, and spent some time as a service technician in a couple different dealerships in Illinois. And um, after doing that for a few years, I had a really cool opportunity to join John Deere company. So back in 2005, um, joined the company here in Moline and actually worked in our manufacturing group, um, building parts and, and that sort of thing. And as I've gained experience, I've gotten some new opportunities. I've worked in factory product support, um, done some field support gotten to travel around the world and, and got to meet some great folks and, and really have some um, pretty amazing experiences and learn a lot about agriculture and all the diversity and unique things that go into our business. And so that kind of brings us to where I am today, where I'm the manager of John Deere Connected Support. So my team's really focused on um, the strategies around uh, using data, connectivity and technology to help support our customers and our equipment better. Um, to provide a better customer experience and, and to really help them be more productive and more efficient, um, both for our dealers and our customers. So just a really, really cool job. It's a cool time. Um, and, you know, we'll get into the, the details of some of the great things that we're doing right now. So just um, that's kind of how I got to here. Nice. Good deal. Well, let's just kind of jump into it because, you know, we're here to talk about the, uh, the ag tech. You know, that's a word that been uh, tossed around a lot and probably means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. But we're, we're going to focus on the, the connectivity and kind of your sweet spot with that. So when you hear the word ag tech, you know, kind of what does that mean for your group? And kind of how does that, what does that mean to the farmer out there, the, the average guy that's trying to, to make a living in the field? Yeah, I think um, that's a really great question. And, and, you know, I think technology is not a new concept in agriculture, right? So if you think about the journey from the horse-drawn plow that our company was founded with to, um, you know, the internal combustion engine, cabs, things for safety, things like that, those are things that are technology related that are always meant to improve the output of the customer's operation make their life easier, make them more comfortable. Um, and when I think about it today, I mean, we have a lot of really 
great technology that helps make our customers operation more efficient. Um, it helps them make better decisions through like our precision ag tools mm -hmm. um, and really provides them those, those support um, needs that they have um, to quickly get them back to work and, and make sure that they're as efficient as possible. So, you know, there's kind of the, the equipment that's on board, the, the technology that's built into our equipment. Um, you know, we've got computers and sensors and different things that just really drive high levels of efficiency on our vehicles. But there's also the offboard technology and the way that we present information to customers and help them make better decisions and just really improve their operations. So it's just, it's really cool to see those two things colliding and converging. Um, and just every day we see this incremental process. It's, it's really amazing. Nice. And you use the term customer, you're referring to uh, the dealership network out there or you specifically is your, who define your customer whenever you use it in that term? Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's kind of an interesting question because we kind of think of both of those as our customer, right? Um, our, our channel network, our dealerships are a really uh, key part of the way that we connect ourselves to the end user customer. Um, so when we talk about customer, it's first focused on um, the person operating the machine, right? The person that's growing a crop or protecting a crop. Um, but we also have a very close relationship with our channel customer and, and our dealer network. So we are a very customer centric organization and, and we think very deeply about how we can best support a customer as they go try to feed, fuel, clothe the world, which is really what those customers are out there doing every day. Yeah, that's great. Well, we, we kind of wanted to talk about the different types of, of ag tech out there. And you alluded to it here just a, a second ago about kind of the technology that's physically on the farm and in the field, the tractor itself. Um, why don't you dive a little bit deeper about how things are different now in 2020, how they may have been you know, even five or 10 years ago. Talk about some of the technology in the cab itself, what's going on there. Yeah, sure. Um, so I think, you know, obviously a lot of the technology, we try to, to make it what we consider to be walk up easy. So we're trying to, to implement things that, that help make that operator's day better, right? So mm -hmm. think about um, being our guidance solution, AutoTrack, being able to let the machine operate in the field and, and steer itself so you don't feel so worn out at the end of the day. And, you know, that operator fatigue, our customers are in the cab for 12, 14, 16 hours at a time and just not having to fight the steering wheel all day. Um, you know, those, those are simple things that we've been doing for a number of years to help improve uh, just the way that operator feels while they're, while they're running that machine. Um, you know, we also are, are really starting to step off into the, the space of automation and, and, on, and we're on our way to autonomy. And so, you know, things like uh, tractor and planter working together to be able to turn on the end row or on the headland or the way that um, our, our boom tracking system, our boom height control system works on our, on our sprayers, you know, all things to improve the quality of the job and um, to reduce oper operator fatigue and really improve the precision of the job that's being done. Um, a lot of times you think about uh, managing a hundred or 200 or 300 acre field and you think about managing that field in total. And those technologies on the equipment really enable us to manage down to the plant level to, 
to grow better crops and grow them more efficiently and more sustainably for the environment and the land. That's great. Speaking of land, you know, you'd mentioned managing 300 acres. Um, talk about some of the technologies. You know, I kind of refer to it as the land and soil, um, right? What type of technologies are you seeing that go in there uh, to make the harvest more efficient, to make the, the soil more enriched? Um, why don't you talk about that aspect of the um, AI improvements? Yeah, absolutely. So that's that's kind of where I, you know, we get into things that are more of our offboard technologies. Um, you know, one of the key focal products that we have from our intelligent solutions group is the operations center. Um, think of that as a way for a customer to kind of see a digital version of of their whole farm. And so there's agronomic information in there, so a customer can understand what rate they planted their field at or what, what spray rate they applied a, um, you know, a plant treatment at. Um, it helps them with logistics. You know, some of these bigger operations have got multiple pieces of equipment doing multiple operations in the day. And so it helps from a, a coordination standpoint, being able to visualize that without having to call on the radio or text, you know, multiple operators and distract them. So um, you know, there's a lot of powerful visual aid, visual, visualization tools in that op center tool. Um, our JD Link uh, offboard technology really helps that customer visualize the, the condition of the machine and the, and the health of it to be able to better proactively kind of head off some of those problems that they might have with their equipment. So um, we see that as a way that that enables our customers to to preserve the land and, you know, farm in a sustainable way. I, you know, I think our, our, um, a lot of our producers really are the, they're just, they're the biggest advocates for conserving the land and taking care of it. That's, that's one of their, their, uh, the things that matters to them. Right. And so using that technology to reduce passes and to be efficient while they're in the field is really helping them. Yeah. That's great. I, I can understand that. Um, being a Kansas boy myself, not on a farm, but but uh, definitely knew a far share. The fact that um, good salt of the earth people, if you will, that care about oil, or excuse me, by I'm sure they care about oil, but <laughs> they care about you know land and water conservation more than than you may think. Not necessarily let's drop pesticides and chemicals and grow as much as we can. So I'm really glad that you made that point. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, and we, I mean, we do also have technologies that go right into that as well. I mean, we've got um, water sensing technologies through Field Connect that lets the producer understand whether or not a field needs to be irrigated and, you know, what the, the moisture level is in the soil profile to, to help them reduce their consumption of water. I mean, the, those are things that maybe not everybody recognizes or is aware of that, um, that do help support that. Yeah. So you mentioned you have kind of two type of customers, the individual we've been speaking about, which is, you know, in the field and then obviously the dealer network. And you got all these cool bells and whistles and these toys that you're de developing. But um, the two things that come to mind is really adaptation and implementation. So you'll, um, and that would be, you know, how are the customers, we just defined them, receiving all this cool technology. And here's all these things that we could do to make your job more efficient, in some instances safer and easier. You talked about cab fatigue, um, but yet sometimes there's this perception of, 
you know, these farmers and that's what my dad did and this is how we do it. And if I hold onto that steering wheel, I really can feel the soil and all that kind of stuff. So um, I think you understand where I'm going with this. So how are people accepting the implementation of the new technology and, and how are they adapting to it? I know that's a, a, a big part of what your specific uh, division gets involved with. Yeah, um, I think that's a great question. And I think that it's actually a lot faster than maybe you would realize the, the adoption curve. Um, you know, as I kind of mentioned before, we've had automated driving vehicles um, for a long time, you know, mm -hmm. since the early 2000s, before then even. And, and so as we demonstrate value to our customers by providing those solutions, you know, that just kind of creates this pull where they understand how, you know, technology solutions can make their day feel a little better, can make their operation be a little more productive, um, a little more efficient. And so, you know, obviously you, uh, you have folks that are in different spots and you have people that uh, want to run out and they want the newest, latest, greatest, everything. And they're, they're a pretty, it's a pretty easy discussion. And some folks, you know, it takes them a little longer to get there and that's perfectly fine. I think the interesting part about what we do with connected support is that um, just about every darn customer out there needs support of one kind or another, whether it's information, access to information, access to skilled technicians, um, repair information, things like that. Support is a core need of our customers. And so when we make that more efficient, more proactive um, through the connected support suite of tools, that they're quick to take on to that and quick to take a hold of those technologies because it, it really fits into any operation. Um, you know, whether you're, you got a small cow-calf operation, maybe you're growing specialty crops, maybe you're broad acre farming, you know, farming a lot of wheat. Um, no matter what, when you've got equipment and it's, it's out there working in those conditions, you're gonna need support of some kind. And I think that that natural need for support from us when we layer technology in there with it, just it creates this pull where people want that and they want the best that they can get. And so I think that really helps as a gateway into some of these other precision ag technologies that we're delivering as well. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that, that point, you know, and the, the part of uptime logistics focuses on um, transportation and supply chain. And one thing we've noticed in that sector is all, you know, technologies driving changing um, modes of transportation and really the entire business world. But on the transportation logistics and supply chain front, there's all this money from VC companies that are like, here's this, cool thing that we could do, you know, Uber freight, which is kind of the same concept of Uber and Lyft that we know and, and, and warehouse services and things of that nature. You made a comment when we were talking earlier that um, VC money, if you will, or outside people that may not have a connection to John Deere, the farming community, you've taken a different approach instead of saying, hey, can't, come on in and, and let's, you know, buy or acquire type of services, but it's more organic with the, uh, with the John Deere model, which I thought was kind of cool because it follows along with the perception I have of the whole John Deere name brand. So talk a little bit about how you're kind of doing that in-house versus going out and finding these fast wheeling guys from uh, you know, Silicon Valley to come in and do that. Give us your thoughts right. on that. Yeah, I, you know, I think we, we need all of that, right? We need people out innovating every day. Um, you know, as I mentioned earlier, uh, we are, 
we're very sensitive and uh, close to our customers and, and focus on, you know, their needs and try to adapt as a company to, to meet those needs, whether it's hard iron solutions, digital solutions, um, and really kind of the, the magic all happens when the technology and the equipment and our dealer support operations all come together. Um, and when we can all work together to provide that, that value to our customer. And so we, you know, we've traditionally thought about having highly skilled engineering folks or manufacturing folks, people that are good at, you know, assembly and, and things like that. And, and this is a skill and a talent that, that we need in our company. And so uh, we do have a focus on growing data and analytics capabilities and, and understanding how we visualize things and, and really growing that um, from the inside. And, and I think about my own journey within the company, you know, going from supporting dealers directly as a field manager to now using data to be able to support more folks um, in a day. And I, I think that that um, just illustrates, you know, as our company evolves and, and continues to, to maintain those relationships with our customers and we become smarter as a company that these are skills that we need to be successful to help our customers be successful. And mm -hmm. so we're, we're highly focused on um, bringing in talent or developing talent from within that can help us meet those objectives and, and stay connected to our customers and, and deliver value. Yeah, that's great. That's great. All right. So let's talk about some cool futuristic stuff, right? So, um, you know, one, one thing that's always good is uh, to talk about is, what do things look like, you know, maybe future trends would be a good kind of topic about what does the farm look like, um, you know, two, three, five years out. And, and I know one of the cool things that, that was discussed prior is that, you know, you're a farmer and you manage to 300 acres and you can maybe manage to a smaller subsection of that field. And then you can kind of keep going down. And, and I've heard that it's even to the point where you could manage to the plant level you know, not a manufacturing plant, but literally the plant in the field and some technology that's being developed. So um, not necessarily specific to that, but talk about some of the future trends that are going on and some of the cool stuff you guys are drumming up in your labs over there. Yeah, that's, uh, I like the way you refer to that. Um, I, I think the, uh, the possibility of what can happen in the future and what agriculture looks like um, is, is a really, really, unique thing. Um, you know, I think about kind of three things that come to mind. Um, so one you alluded to already, and we've talked about already is just being able to manage at the plant level. Um, you know, we're working on technologies that um, we can highly with high levels of accuracy and precision, place a seed so it can grow to its optimal potential. And we can get the highest level of yield out of it. Um, being able to only apply chemical to where we need to or seed treatment or things like that and being able to understand the events as they happen through digital tools and so that that plant level management um, is one place where I just continue to see growth the second thing that I think about that's a really, really, that's really exciting is our, our equipment is only going to continue to get smarter and things like AI are just going to continue to play a key role. So when we think about 
you know, a, a tractor or a combine or whatever it is that's executing that operation into the future, it's probably going to be a lot less talk about how many horsepower it has or how big the tires are or how wide the implement is. And it's really going to be about the, the IQ of that equipment. How smart is my equipment? Um, you know, so if you think back in 2017, we, we invested in a company called Blue River Technology to help grow those capabilities that we have in artificial intelligence. And, and we really feel that's the next frontier um, for, for agriculture. Um, the last thing I kind of think about is just equipment that's highly automated and, and really autonomous. And so as equipment gets smarter and data becomes easier to access, um, our tools become easier to, to access and things like that, um, you know, it, it becomes easier to scale those technology solutions and become more efficient. I mean, the fact of the matter is there, there will not be more land produced. And so we've, we've got to become more efficient in the way we use that land to feed a growing population. Um, and so those automated tasks to be more precise in the way that we um, grow our crops is, is a really, really exciting part of our future to to be able to deliver on. All right, I'm gonna give you a visual and you need to give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down if this is gonna happen, okay? Okay. So we're five years out and there's this beautiful front porch overlooking fields of, of John, fields of John Deere green. Sure. And you got a farmer, he's got his hat on, he's got a laptop set up. He is uh, watching the football game. He's got a beer, some iced tea in one hand, and he's managing his farm from his laptop on his porch. I think that'll ever happen. Uh, happening. <laughs> <laughs> Currently happening. Um, it's, it's pretty amazing the things that happen today. Now, I, I wouldn't say that we're at full autonomy today. We're not in a position where you just turn it loose, but... Mm -hmm. um, we're on our way for sure. We are definitely on our way. That's great. That's great. Well, give us a little bit, you know, some things you're most proud of. You know, you, you had a great uh, summary of your career at, at John Deere. And I've known a few folks here in the Denver, Colorado area that work for Deere. And the, the two things, one is they're phenomenal about educating their employees, but that also means you have to move around a little bit, but you get a good dose of the entire company, which I think is important. But the loyalty and the fact that they're giving people the opportunity to grow within the organization to benefit the organization is pretty impactful. And from an outsider looking in, I can see that with almost every employee uh, at Deer that I've interacted with. So that being said, talk about a couple things or one or two things that you're most proud of that John Deere's doing in the autonomous space or the connectivity of space, if you don't mind. Yeah, um, <laughs> that list could be pretty darn long, actually. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm so in my family, I'm the third generation John Deere employee. Um, mm -hmm. And that in and of itself, I'm very proud of that. I'm proud to work for this company. Um, you know, I think we have very strong core values as a company. We're over 180 years old. Um, we focus on our customers and, and what matters most to them. Um, we focus on sustainability. Um, we think about, you know, being good members of our community. You mentioned that, you know, moving around a little bit. I've, I've been lucky enough to live in different parts of the country and travel um, a lot of the world to, to be with great people. And, and we always, um, you know, the way that we are great parts of our community and um, respond when the communities are in need. I think that's, 
that's a really, really cool thing to be a part of. Um, you know, from a technology standpoint, I think that, you know, the innovation that you see in our company and the willingness to take on to, to try to learn and to learn things rapidly and to help improve um, just the world that we live in, I think is just, it's a really, really cool thing. I think personally, you know, I've, I've gotten to be around a lot of great people. I've met, you know, many, many great folks, customers, dealers, company employees, people that don't really even know anything about agriculture or our company. And mm -hmm. just um, the way that we're empowered as employees to, to teach others and to embrace, um, you know, diversity throughout agriculture and throughout the world. And just, it's just a really, really special company to work for. And I, I just really enjoy it. Nice. Well, you hit one, one of the two words I was going to mention is empowerment and purpose, right? People need a paycheck to pay for the mortgage and take care of the family, which get everybody does. Um, but having purpose in your job really um, is what people are, or that's the connection in, in the world, right? And it sounds like that's a big part of what John Deere has to offer is, is the purpose, purposely driven work, if you will. So I appreciate yeah, you sharing that. Yep, absolutely. And I think, you know, uh, one of the, one of the things that we've talked about historically is being committed to those linked to the land. Right. And, and so that commitment isn't just to the person that's purchasing our equipment or using our equipment, that's to all of us. And, and so I think it's, it's a very, like I said, it's a very special company to work for. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm going to, we're going to ask one more question and then we'll, we'll kind of go from there. So that's okay. all great. And I'm the guy in the, you know, in the audience, listen to this. I'm like, okay, the farmer's on the porch, uh, driving all of his farm. He's got a beer in his hand. So what does this mean to me as a consumer, right? All this cool technology and automation that's going on there to the farmer. I'm glad I'm, you know, really cool to hear all that. What does that do for me? as a consumer when I'm either shopping in the store or whatever, but to be self self-serving, what's the consumer get out of all this? Sure. That's a, that's a really interesting question. Um, you know, I think for the consumer, it's, um, it's kind of some security and knowing that the, the food that they're consuming is available, um, you know, with a, a rapidly growing world population and we're not getting any more land. We've got to, it's that supply, right? Knowing confidently that there's going to be food in my grocery store. I think that that matters quite a bit. I think knowing that that, that food's been uh, food or clothing or whatever it is, that it's been produced safely and sustainably, um, you know, with the environment in mind and um, with consumer safety in mind and protecting me. So, you know, I, I think that um, for, for someone that, that is on the consumer side of it. Just knowing that um, our, our producers are trying to take care of the world and trying to take care of them. Um, and they wanna, they wanna leave something better than they found it. I think that's oftentimes when we talk, you know, when I talk to my own family that, that's in the farming and agricultural business that they wanna leave the legacy behind and leave that for generations to come. And I think that, um, that confidence in knowing that there's that amount of care in, in growing um, something for them to sustain is just, it's a really, really uh, great thing and something that people should be confident in. Yeah, good. Well, that's a good, uh, good note and good comment to end on. So 
Brian, I can't thank you enough for joining us today and telling us a little bit more about John Deere, the philosophy um, towards the connective world out there. Um, so again, thanks for coming on the show today. Yeah, Doug, thanks again so much for having us and uh, letting us be a part of your show. And, you know, like I mentioned before, it's an exciting time and some great things going on and looking forward to just seeing where this goes from here. That's great. That's great. And I'd like to thank our audience for joining us today on Uptime Logistics. Of course, it's powered by Cap Logistics. You can find more information about the show in the description below. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the channel and please visit caplogistics.com for all of your transportation solution needs. Thanks again, everybody. Have a great day.